Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod. And on today's episode, we're gonna talk about freedom from fear. What I mean by that is how do you gain freedom from fear? Fears in your life from things that haven't happened, that may or may not happen, or even the things that are inevitable. But how do you live in a place where you are free from fear so that you're able to enjoy your life, feel good, and go after all of the goals and dreams that you have. Before we dive into today, I wanna thank our sponsor. And the sponsor today is one of my favorite nutritional companies. If you listen to the podcast, you know who they are, Organifi. And specifically, I wanna talk about one of the products that I've been taking, and it was kind of crazy the other day. My son was sick. He was coughing all day. He was stuffy. It was two days before the movie premiere for the Miracle Morning movie. And so getting sick was not something I was able to do. Well. I always forget my kid, like if they're not sneezing right then, I forget they're sick and I kissed my son on the lips, good night, giving him a kiss, good night. He stuck his tongue out and slobbered on me and it was kind of gross, but he was being goofy. And then he started coughing and I realized, oh my gosh, he practically just spit in my mouth, not to be gross, but I can't get sick. And so the first thing I did is I grabbed, it was right there on the counter, literally where I kissed him good night. On my kitchen counter, I grabbed a packet of this immunity. And this is nothing, none of this is fabricated. This is exactly what happened. Immunity is one of Organifi's products. And obviously getting sick is not fun. And so this product is organic superfood blend with zinc, vitamin C, D3 to support T cell production, which are your immune system. You're fighting, you know, they fight sickness, if you will, and upper respiratory health and overall immune health. So I took it. I drank a smoothie as well, but anyway, I didn't get sick at all. And so it was pretty exciting. So anyway, that's probably too long of a story to tell you. But the point is, if you want to prevent, you know, with I know cold and flu season is upon us. If you want to prevent and put your immune system in as strong a position as possible so that you don't get sick, go to Organifi.com forward slash Hal and check out their immunity product. Again, it's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. I.com forward slash Hal. And then at checkout, use the discount code Hal to get 15% off your entire order. So anyway, highly recommend it. It actually tastes good. You can take it, you know, like buy a 30 pack, take them daily to keep your immune system strong during cold and flu season. All right. Without further ado, we don't want to live in fear of getting sick. So we're going to talk about how you can begin to experience freedom from fear and live the life that you deserve to live. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Goal Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, friends and family, it is an honor to be here. It's December 23rd, and uh, we're a couple days away from Christmas, and ever since I was a kid, I've enjoyed this holiday, right? Being with family, opening presents, uh, which the older I get, the less important that part is, but I do love, I'll be having my mom in town, and my dad in town, and my mother-in-law in town, and father-in-law, so it's going to be a big Elrod family Christmas here, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. 
So with that, today is part two of a two-part podcast episode series on freedom from fear. And I'm going to talk about today, we're going to really build on last week's episode. In fact, if you missed last week's episode, this is a continuation, of course, from last week. And we talked last week about what fear is, what causes our fears, both conscious and unconscious. And we begin exploring how you can experience freedom from fear. And the idea being that no one lives without fears. In fact, fear is very healthy. It's very natural. It's ingrained in us as human beings to keep us safe. Back in the day, you would know to run from the tiger because that fear response would teach you, oh, or tell you immediately, signal you to get out of the way. And today, you know, you'd jump out of the way of a car in a similar fashion because fear would protect you from danger. And that is why fear is very valuable. Fear also alerts us to things that we may want to change in the now, behaviors we want to change now so that things that we fear that we have control over the direction of, you know, where we're going in either a positive or a fearful direction, fear alerts us to changing our behavior now so that we don't make those mistakes that we can see on the horizon that our fear is, again, once again, alerting us to. So in terms of what fear is, you know, we started with the definition of it's a very unpleasant or disturbing feeling caused by the presence or imminence of danger. And one of the key premises to understand is that fear is something, again, it incurs within us, but therefore it's never the object of our fear that's causing the fear, but it's rather our perceived inability to handle future circumstances that cause our fears. I'll say that again. It's our perceived inability to handle future circumstances that causes most of our fear, at least our conscious fears, right? So if you have something that you're afraid of, oh, if this divorce comes or this bankruptcy or this COVID or whatever it is, I don't know that I can handle it. It might be too painful. It might be so out of my comfort zone that I'm not prepared or I'm not equipped or I just don't have the abilities. So it's that perceived inability to handle future circumstances or future challenges that causes our fears. And in that way, our fears are self-created and they're self-perpetuated. It's not the object, it's not the thing that we're afraid of or that we think we're afraid of that's causing the fear. It's our response to that thing, our interpretation of that thing, our perception of how we will be able to handle that thing, whatever that thing that we're afraid of is. And the good news about that, if fear is self-created and self-perpetuated, the good news is that it means we have the ability to let go of our fears, to experience freedom from fear, no matter what's happening. And you can look back in your life. There are things that, you know, maybe when you were younger, you were afraid of, and then you handled those things. And now you're older and wiser and more mature and, and you have more life experience. And now things that you used to be afraid of, you're not afraid of anymore, right? Maybe, you know, I know my kids are still afraid if we see like a scary movie or something, which we try to limit that, but then they're afraid of the dark. I don't think I'm afraid of the dark anymore, but I used to be, right? When I was a kid, I used to be afraid of the dark. I guess sometimes, I'll be honest, if like my family's out of town and I'm by myself and I hear a noise and it's dark, eh, all right, I'm, I might get a little bit afraid, okay? But in terms of what causes fear, it's that inability or that perceived inability will consider that when we actually encounter the circumstances that we were afraid of, the fear tends to disappear. Fear only exists by being out of the present moment. Fear only exists by us looking into the future. 
So when we actually encounter the thing that we were afraid of for so long, the fear disappears and you find out what you're made of. You just get present to, okay, this is the situation. I've got to handle it. There's no room to be afraid. You only have fear when there is room, when there is that space, when you're out of that present moment and you are looking into the future, worrying about the future. But when the circumstances arrive, we simply deal with them and we acclimate to our new circumstances and there's no fear. So when you realize that, you go, oh, well, then that means fear is something that we create over a perception of something in the future. And we don't have to do that. So that's this two-part series is how do you create or experience freedom from your fears? Because fears cause physical, mental, emotional damage to us when we live perpetually in a state of fear. And the good news is, again, you don't have to live in that state. So one of the biggest things that fear causes is it prevents you from moving forward. If you're afraid of an outcome or you're afraid of failure or you're afraid of what someone might think, then you stay within your comfort zone, you play small, and it prevents you from achieving the goals and the things that you want to achieve in your life. So in order to overcome this and overcome your fears and gain control, the first strategy that I shared last week is to simply acknowledge and reinforce your own ability to handle anything that comes your way. And let's realize that you got nothing to be afraid of. So if fear is something that it's created, self-created by our perception over an inability that we might have to handle a future circumstance, well, it's important that you start by affirming and reinforcing that you are absolutely capable of handling anything that comes your way. Therefore, there is nothing to be afraid of. And so the affirmation that I shared last week, and by the way, I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't yet. In fact, I would honestly listen to it before this week's episode. I would go listen to last week's and then I would come back and listen to this week's because I think last week will set a really good foundation for this week. But the affirmation that I left you all with at the end of the episode was one of my favorites. And it's, there's nothing to fear because I cannot fail. I can only learn, grow, and become better than I've ever been before. That affirmation single-handedly helped me experience and sustain freedom from fear. I'll say it one more time. There is nothing to fear because I cannot fail. I can only learn, grow, and become better than I have ever been before. And that is so true. The things that you fear may be your greatest challenges if they come your way, but when they come your way, they become opportunities for you to learn, for you to grow, for you to improve and become better than you've ever been before. And then you come out on the other side of that circumstance, that challenge, that obstacle that you were afraid of, you come out better. It serves you. The things that you're afraid of can be literally your greatest gifts. My two big ones were, you know, that I always, yes, fall back on these. It was the car accident and the cancer. Now, I wasn't afraid of those because obviously the car accident, I didn't know was going to happen. But if you would have asked me, would you be afraid of being hit head on by a drunk driver and breaking 11 bones and being told you wouldn't walk again? I would have been like, oh my God, that'd be terrifying. But when I actually woke up from the coma, there was no fear. It was like, oh, okay, this is my situation, my circumstance. I got to deal with it and I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to be positive and proactive in the face of the fear. And then same thing when I was diagnosed with cancer. I think there was times in my life where I was a little bit afraid of cancer, but I didn't think about it much. And then when I had cancer, it was like, oh, I have cancer. 
I now will deal with it in the most positive, proactive way that I possibly can without fear. And whenever I did have fear, here's kind of a little a bonus tip, if you will. When I felt fear, because I did, I for sure thought about leaving my kids without a dad. That was my biggest fear is dying and having my you know seven-year-old daughter and my four-year-old son be without me. And in that, I would every day, I would replace that fear with unwavering faith. And if you've followed my miracle equation, you know, the book or the, my podcast on that, you know, unwavering faith is one of the two components, the other being extraordinary effort. But the unwavering faith piece is for me how I, I replace fear with faith. And so whenever I would feel fear that I might die and leave my kids behind, I would pull out my affirmation. And it wasn't the one I just read to you. My affirmation specifically was, I am 100% committed to beating cancer and living to be 100 plus years old alongside Ursula, Sophie, and Halston. No matter what, there is no other option. And I would read that over and over with conviction and emotion and intensity. I am committed. I am 100% committed to beating cancer and living to be 100 plus years old alongside Ursula and the kids. No matter what, there is no other option. And so that didn't allow any space for fear. That only filled that space right? The faith replaced the fear. And when I read that affirmation in the beginning, it was like, uh, I was fighting with the fear. But over time, I reprogrammed my subconscious fears with subconscious faith. And the fear almost went away. I mean, in the beginning, initially there was no fear. I was like so optimistic. And then when I would have those chemo treatments and I would be in a lot of pain and feel horrible and just be sick and in bed, my mind would wander. And that's when I would start thinking about the kids. And I, you know, I had a picture of them on my bedside table and, and Ursula and my wife. And I would, I would think about the possibility of dying when I basically, I was, you know, if you ever had a chemo before, you feel like you're dying. I mean, it, you feel like you have, it's like the worst flu ever. You just feel horrible. You feel really sick. And so when you're in that state, you know, you're not, it's hard to think positive. It's hard to, at least to feel positive. And so there was a lot of fear, but I guess one of the first tips I will give you is to replace your fear with faith and to do it in the form of writing. I think that for just about anything that you want to change in your consciousness, in terms of your thinking or your beliefs, you got to have it in writing. Unless you have like the best memory ever and you don't have any ADHD where you're able to just completely focus on one thought or statement for as long as you need to. Like for me, I need it in writing. My, my mind goes a million miles an hour. And so having these statements in writing is so crucial. So that first affirmation that I ended last week's podcast with that I just repeated to you a few minutes ago, there's nothing to fear because I cannot fail. I can only learn, grow, and become better than I've ever been before. That should be in writing for you if it resonates. And of course you can edit it, right? Make it your own. If you want to tweak it or use different wording or create completely your own affirmation, that's great. But in order to overcome our habitual thought patterns, we have to use some sort of you know, mnemonic device, if you will. And for me, it's an affirmation that allows me to design in writing the exact words that I want to think or believe or embody in some way. And I recite them every single day until they become part of who I am. And so that first affirmation I just gave you is kind of foundational for me to let, really let go of fear. There's nothing to fear. I cannot fail. I can only learn, grow, and become better than I've ever been before. Well, on top of that, when I had the 
cancer, you know, again, the affirmation was very specific. That was my miracle equation affirmation. I'm committed to overcoming cancer, beating cancer, and living to be 100 years old alongside my family, no matter what, there's no other option. So that's another affirmation that you can add in to your affirmations. And again, if you followed the miracle equation for a while, you may already have that affirmation. Um, I have that affirmation for each of my goals. I'm committed to blank, no matter what, there's no other option. So every goal that I have, I articulate the goal in that blank. I am committed to blank, achieving this goal, overcoming this obstacle, transforming my you know, health, my life, whatever your measurable outcomes are, that those fill in the blank. I'm committed to blank no matter what, there's no other option. That is a good supporting affirmation. And again, you can use wording that resonates with you. So for example, you might tweak that to say, I will maintain unwavering faith that I will blank no matter what, there is no other option. So if that resonates with you, I will maintain unwavering faith that I will blank or achieve blank or overcome blank no matter what, there is no other option. That can help with that resiliency. And you might even start with that affirmation and then support it with, there is nothing to fear because I cannot fail. I can only learn, grow, and become better than I've ever been before. So affirmations are really a powerful tool in overcoming fear, in giving yourself freedom from fear. Because when you remind yourself that the fears are in your head, they're not real, they're not tangible, you're able to distance yourself from the fear. Because that's the thing, when we're consumed with fear and you know, we all experience fear at times and most, you know, we're all afraid of something. But when we experience fear, it takes over our nervous system and we can't think clearly. We get consumed by the fear and fear can lead to anxiety. You know, a year ago, I developed really, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. I think I mentioned it once or twice on the podcast, but PTSD and it came out of, kind of out of nowhere. And I was only sleeping two to four hours a night and I had suicidal thoughts every day. And the fear and anxiety are very much, very closely linked. And then when you're in it, if you don't have these tools that I'm sharing, right? If you don't have these strategies, this level of awareness, these affirmations, and I'm gonna share more strategies today, but it's like you can't see over, you know, it's kind of like, imagine if there's a fence, like a wall seven feet tall or something, right? And that's your fear. And you can't see anything on the other side of that wall because you're so consumed by the fear. But then as soon as you grab a stepladder or jump up and grab the top of the fence and pull yourself up and peek over, you go, oh, this fear isn't all there is. There's something on the other side of this fear. And maybe what you see on the other side of the fence is beautiful, right? It's rolling fields and limitless possibilities and infinite potential. And you're like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing staring at this wall, aka my fear, thinking it was real when all I had to do was look, get above it and look at the bigger picture and see that, wow, on the other side of this fear is everything I've ever wanted. On the other side of your fear is everything you've ever wanted. And the beauty of it is, the first thing that we want is to feel good. That's the first thing that we want. At the end of the day, it's really, for many of us, it's the ultimate goal, like in terms of our psyche and being a human being, we're just seeking feeling good. We wanna be happy. 
and fear for many of us, if not all of us in some way, to some degree, is responsible for standing in the way of what we want inside, meaning our internal mental and emotional state. We want to feel good. We want to be happy. But when we're living in fear, it's nearly impossible. And also fear is what's standing in the way of what we want in our outer world, the outside. We want to create circumstances, achieve goals, improve our life, create meaningful relationships and connections with people. And our fears, fear that we're not worthy, we're not good enough, we might get rejected, we might fail. All of these fears that we experience are what stop us from creating the life that we want. But again, jump up, grab the top of the fence, peek over the top and realize that, oh, this fence is just a fence. This wall is just a wall. I can move past it. I can climb over it. I can be free from this barrier that's holding me back and preventing me from everything I want in my life. Beginning on the inside with that joy, that happiness that we all deserve to feel, to live in a state of perpetual happiness and joy. Not that we're not gonna have painful emotions. Those are valuable. You learn from those, you grow from those, but you don't need to live there. Fear is an emotion. You don't need to live there. Anger is an emotion. You don't need to live there. You can visit all the emotions, but I'd encourage you to be emotionally intelligent enough to realize that you are not your emotions. Your emotions are just responses within your mind and your body that are temporary. But if you don't do the things that we're talking about today, and not that this is the end all be all, like I'm telling you everything, you know, I'm giving you everything you could ever do to overcome fear. No, of course not. But if you don't do something to free yourself from your fear, then it can become your default state of being, as can depression or anger or anxiety. And as someone who experienced severe depression and anxiety over the last year, and I'd say I've been out of it for, well, I started getting out of it when I got off of chemo and my brain kind of went back to normal, which was, I think, five months ago, no, six months ago now. But it was still tough for a while and it's gotten easier and easier and easier. And, you know, I don't know, it feels like the last few weeks that I'm feeling kind of really back to normal. I don't know, a few months maybe, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is that I know from experience, that's why I was sharing that, that when you're in that dark place, it can feel nearly impossible to get out of it because you wake up and every day feels the same. You wake up and every day feels, you know, if you were depressed one day, you're depressed the next day and anxiety one day carries over to the next day. And you've really got to commit to engage in practices to overcome whatever state is holding you back. I know we're talking about fear today, but you could really replace that with any emotional state that is not serving your highest good, that's painful, that you're suffering from. You don't have to stay there. I promise you don't. And you can't snap your fingers. I don't know of any way to snap your fingers and get over it. Trust me. I tried that for a year. I kept every day. I'd be like, all right, tomorrow's the day. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to let go of this anxiety and depression. I'm going to be totally back to the old me and, you know, the old happy me. And I'd wake up and want to literally want to die and not understand why. And what got me out of that, interestingly enough, Part of it was getting off of chemo. Um, God, I found a journal entry the other day. No, this morning I was reading a journal entry that I wrote 
in 2019. In fact, while I'm talking to you, I'll see if I can find it and just share this with you. That I was like, dang, I was in a really bad place. Here we go. So I wrote this down. This was October 11th, 2019. Healing my chemo brain and anxiety. Something very concerning that I'm becoming more and more present to is that I'm scared that chemotherapy is doing significant damage to my brain. I'm having extreme anxiety and feelings of depression, and my brain just doesn't work like it used to, and I feel incapable of thinking clearly and doing things that I used to be able to do without any problem. I'm getting worse every time I take chemo, and I'm scared that it could be permanent. So that's where I was at, and what got me out of that is the practices that I had done for years. It was the miracle morning. And now again, a big part of it was getting off of the chemo. Like there was chemical effects in my brain from the chemotherapy that I, my brain felt like someone had taken over the controls, kind of like I described in that journal entry. But what got me out of this, once I got off the chemicals, once I got off the chemotherapy, the poison, if you will, it was really the practices, the miracle morning practices. It was the sabers. It was affirmations and it was meditation and it was reading books. You know, what we focus on becomes our reality. And so it was also stop watching negative media, you know, because that, I mean, gosh, if you're turning on the news, uh, don't watch the news, you know, right? Or limit that 90%, 90-10, of the media you consume, the conversations that you have should be positive and enrich your spirit and make you feel good and feel happy. You have to be disciplined to limit negative media, the news, things that are, because think about that. At any given time in the world, there are infinite amount of things you could focus on that would make you feel scared. And there are infinite amount of things that you could focus on that would make you feel joyful and grateful. It's been that way for since the beginning of time. That's just part of the human experience. There's always one page you can focus on that makes you feel sad and scared and depressed and angry and inadequate. That page has existed since the first human being was born. And there's also a page of everything that can make you feel at peace and grateful and joyful and optimistic and excited about your life, about all the amazing people in the world doing amazing things. How you feel at any given moment has far less to do with what's going on around you. And it has almost everything to do with what's going on inside of you. And what that begins with is what you focus on. That's what these affirmations that I'm sharing, that's what they do for you. You are consciously, intentionally directing your focus on words with a meaning that will empower you to free yourself from fear, to free yourself from any emotion that is not serving you. So again, if you didn't write those down, one last time, two affirmations. Number one, I am committed to blank. No matter what, there is no other option. That for me is the unwavering faith affirmation. And if it would help you to put the words unwavering faith in there, I am committed to maintaining unwavering faith that I will blank. No matter what, there is no other option that I will achieve blank, overcome blank. Again, use the words that resonate with you because we're, language is very important because we all have different responses to different words based on our life experience. So the first affirmation, I'm committed to blank no matter what, there's no other option, or I have unwavering faith that I will blank no matter what, there's no other option. 
in the second affirmation that I gave on last week's call, and then I'm going to dive into some strategies to add to these, not just affirmations, but other strategies. The affirmation that I gave you last week is there's nothing to fear because I cannot fail. I can only learn, grow, and become better than I've ever been before. And for those of you that already wrote those down and you're like, Hal, okay, stop repeating it. I've heard it like a hundred times. I'm just catering to the people that are like me that are like, oh, I still didn't write it down. Yeah, I should do that. (laughs) I have to hear it like three, four, five times before I finally grab the pen and write it down or pull out my phone or my computer and type it out. So, oh, one of the benefits of fear that I don't know if I mentioned this today, but I talked about this last week. I just want to reiterate this. One of the benefits of fear, it's to extract value from the fear by asking yourself, what can I learn from this? Or how can I use this experience to help other people? Or what can I do differently so that I minimize the chances of this circumstance that I don't want, which is why I'm afraid of it? How can I minimize the chances of that happening? And one thing I didn't say last week that I will say is that for those of you who are like, no, 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 but fear is, I need to be afraid. There's a difference between being aware and being afraid. Being aware is valuable. Being aware that you're experiencing a fear And then diving into where that fear is coming from and how it can serve you, that increases your awareness. And there's value in that. You extract the value from the fear by being aware that you are experiencing a fear, not letting the fear consume you, not feeling overwhelmed by the fear, knowing that the fear is not you. Fear is not reality. It's just something going on in your mind or in your body or both. And you can be aware of it and aware of the lesson the value you can extract from it, but you don't need to remain afraid. In fact, there's a quote from the famous Polish scientist. This is Marie Curie, I believe I need to pronounce it. Marie Curie, famous Polish scientist. Nothing in life is to be feared, only understood. That's a great quote, in my opinion. Nothing in life is to be feared, only understood. And my way of saying that is that while it's, good to be aware. You don't need to be afraid. It's not necessary to be afraid. It's valuable to be aware, but not necessary to be afraid. So some strategies that I personally use, and this is going to be the last episode in the fear series. I mentioned last week, I might do two or three episodes, but I realized next week is December 30th. And so we got to do a best year ever episode, like December 30th, going into the new year. So I'm going to do a how to have your best year ever episode. For those of you that don't know, or you may remember, we've done best year ever live events for, we did six years in a row. And then this year, 2020 is the first year we ever took off. Although there is a rumor, uh, John Berghoff's been texting me about doing a virtual best year ever in January. So I don't know, we haven't actually had a, an in-depth conversation, but that is a possibility. I was resisting it, but he's, John's a good salesperson. He's convincing me that I might want to do it. So anyway, we actually have a lot of people that were in the best year ever community last year uh, or for the last six years that are like, do it, do it. We want to do it. So anyway, I'll let you know on that. But first, the strategies, again, we're going to close out this Freedom From Fear series, two-part series, two-episode series with, I'm going to give you guys a handful of strategies. Most of them are more mindset strategies that you can write down and you know, add your affirmations if you want. And then I'm going to give you an actual practice, one of the savers that uh, you can specifically implement. I'm going to give you the nuance to how to implement it to free yourself from fear. So here's a few different strategies, though. Number one, when you experience fear, you've got to embrace it and acknowledge it. Or in the other order, though, acknowledge it 
and embrace it. Acknowledge, okay, this is a fear, right? Be aware and embrace it. Don't resist it. In fact, you can go as far as to love it, to, again, embrace it, welcome it. Hey, fear, what's going on? Literally talk to it. I was reading the book Fear by, I mentioned uh, last week, I can't pronounce the author's name, Fitch Non Nan Hat or something. I should actually Google how to pronounce the name. That would be smart. But anyway, I was reading the book and one of the things he talked about is talking to your fear, literally having a conversation with it. Hey, fear, good to see you. And all of a sudden when you do that, the value in that, as corny as it may sound, is that when you do that, you all of a sudden create this relationship with the fear where it doesn't, you don't feel consumed by it because you're talking to it. It's separate from you. And so, hey, fear, right? And this could be out loud or you could do it inside. You know, if you don't, if people are at your house and you don't want to be weird talking to your fear, but you acknowledge it, you embrace it. You say, hey, thanks for visiting, right? Thanks for protecting me. What can I learn from you, right? What, what are you here to tell me? What's the message that I'm, the value I'm supposed to extract? What's the lesson, the message to walk away from? And in doing that, talking to your fear, naming your fear and embracing your fear, it has no power over you, right? Greet it with love. It has no power over you. The second strategy I mentioned earlier, but I just wanted to repeat it. It's replace fear with faith. Replace your fear with faith. Remember, fear is created out of your perception of your inability to handle a future circumstance. Well, replace that with faith. I can handle anything that comes my way. There is nothing that I cannot overcome. So therefore, there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm committed to overcoming blank, achieving blank, doing this no matter what, there's no other option because I'm not afraid. There's nothing to fear. I cannot fail. I can only learn, grow, and become better than I've ever been before. Use affirmations to replace your fear with faith. The third strategy I'll share is what I would call opposition thinking. This is a concept I learned from Robin Sharma. Robin Sharma, you may have seen him in the Miracle Morning movie. He's one of my mentors from afar. We did meet once when we filmed him for the movie, but for the most part, I've been reading his books for years and he's one of the most brilliant authors and teachers of all time. And Robin Sharma taught a strategy I learned many years ago from him called opposition thinking. And opposition thinking, it's a very simple strategy. When you find yourself experiencing an unpleasant emotion or you find yourself experiencing fear or self-doubt, or insecurity. Opposition thinking is you simply ask the question, what would the opposite of that thought be? What was the opposite thought of, I might fail be? I might succeed. Wow, that feels different. I might succeed. And for most possibilities, a likelihood is that things that you're afraid of are actually going to go well. My fear of death of cancer for the time that I had it before I used these strategies to replace it, to get free from it, which I really did. But when I had that fear that I could die, opposition thinking was, wait, I could live. You know what? That feels better. That thought, that focus feels a lot better. That's the power of opposition thinking is that when you're experiencing a thought that doesn't feel good, that doesn't serve you, that causes you to suffer, that causes you unnecessary stress and anxiety and fear, you can ask yourself, what's the opposite of that? And then just as the thought is the opposite of the thought that's causing you those stressful, painful, 
emotions, the opposite thought will bring about the opposite emotions. Therefore, positive, hopeful, inspiring, optimistic emotions by simply changing your thinking, using opposition thinking. So that is a strategy I highly recommend. And again, you can put that in your affirmations to remind you, you know, you could say something like, whenever I experience a thought that doesn't serve me or causes me inner turmoil, I will ask myself, what is the opposite of that thought? And then I will dwell in that emotional state. I'll dive into that possibility, that paradigm, instead of the one I'm afraid of. Because again, it's good to be aware, but not afraid. And when you dwell in fear and remain afraid, it has so many detrimental consequences, which we touched on today and we talked a lot about on last week's episode. And then last but not least, and this is the practice that I want to invite you to to bring into your miracle morning or into any part of your life, any part of the day. And it's the practice that I've been touching on for the last few, I don't know, weeks, months, I don't know how long. I don't have a good perception of time, but it's funny, my wife will always tease me. I'll be like, yeah, you know, it's been six months since that happened. And she goes, Either she goes, that was 10 days ago, or she's like, that was three years ago. It's, it's like, I'm always way off, you know, way off. So anyway, in six months, usually, that's usually my default. I'm just like, I think it was like six months. And she's like, no, it was like 10 years ago. But anyway, here's the point. I've been talking a lot about emotional optimization meditation. Now, what's really neat is I've been getting a lot of feedback from you, from our listeners, from members of the Miracle Morning community in the Facebook group from people that watched the movie because I talked about this in the training that went on after the world premiere of the movie, The Live Experience, emotional optimization meditation, or what people are already coining. It's funny, I saw in a few posts, EOM. I'm like, what's EOM? And then I figured it out. I'm like, oh, EOM, it's a thing now. Okay, cool. So anyway, emotional optimization meditation is where you ask yourself, which emotion would best serve me in this moment, on this day, at this time in my life, And then you create a stimulus that inspires, instills, evokes that emotion within you. A stimulus being a thought, an image, a memory. So if the experience, the emotion you want to experience is excitement, you think of what gets me excited? Or when was the last time that I was excited about something? And you think of that thing and you visualize it, you imagine it, close your eyes and you set your timer Once you're in that emotional state and you just, I use it's a funny word, but marinate, right? You marinate in that state. And what you're doing is you're creating new neural pathways that make being in that emotional state easier and more natural and more normal. In fact, becoming your norm. So if you want to be happy, you use emotional optimization meditation to feel happy every morning. And it's like training for your mind and your nervous system in the same way going to the gym is training for your muscles so that they get stronger. Well, in doing the emotional optimization meditation, your emotions get stronger. The emotions that you are intentionally choosing to integrate into your EOM, your emotional optimization meditation. So what does this have to do with fear? What I'm encouraging you to do is to replace fear with the emotional states that you want to experience and use EOM, emotional optimization meditation. I'm not comfortable enough to say EOM yet without reminding you what it stands for, but use your emotional optimization meditation to reinforce the emotions that serve you. And 
what's a great nuance to this is to use this with the opposition thinking. So when you think, well, what is the opposite of feeling fear? Or what are the thoughts that cause me fear? And then what are the opposite thoughts that cause me the opposite emotions? Whether that opposite is love or joy or optimism or whatever your opposite of fear is. And then once you get that emotional state, you can't just ignore the fear. I would actually, going back to what I said earlier about acknowledging your fear and embracing your fear, I would actually start your meditation by just taking a few moments, maybe 30 seconds or a minute, to think about the thing that you're afraid of and to greet it with the opposite emotional state. And then set your timer and sit with it. Marinate in that state And if you can even visualize the thing you're afraid of while being in that state, I think it's that much more powerful because now you're creating new neural pathways specific to the fear and conditioning a new emotional response to the fear, the object of your fear, and the emotional response is no longer fear. It's now faith or excitement or optimism or resilience or whatever it is. And if you do that every day, that object of your fear will no longer evoke fear within you. It will evoke the new emotional state that you have chosen. So those are my primary strategies for you to give yourself freedom from fear. The question is, will you do these things? Did you write down the affirmations? Will you read them every day? Will you update them as needed? And will you practice emotional optimization meditation with this nuance that I gave you to begin your meditation by first visualizing the thing that you're afraid of, the object of your fear, and then asking yourself, what's the opposite of that? What's the opposite emotional state that accompanies the opposite of the fear that you have? And then get into that state and embrace and experience the object of your fear with the new emotional state. Do that every day for I would imagine you're going to see results your first day doing this. I shouldn't say imagine. I've done this. (laughs) Through experience, I can tell you, as soon as you start doing it, you're like, whoa, this is so cool. I am thinking of the thing that I'm afraid of that normally causes me fear and or anxiety, but I'm greeting it from an emotional state of love or confidence or peace of mind, whatever it is for you. And you go, wow this thing I was afraid of for so long, I'm no longer afraid of it. There's no fear. And I think if you watched the Miracle Morning movie, a good example of this, if you watched the movie, and if you haven't, it's on Amazon, by the way. By the way, if you speak a foreign language, it's, um, I don't have the list in front of me, but Italian, French, German, simplified Chinese, Korean, Portuguese, I'm forgetting the others, but um, it's on Vimeo. So the only way right now to get it in translated into languages it was for us to do it on Vimeo. So you can find it on Vimeo. But if you want it on Amazon Prime, it's in English right now on Amazon. And we are waiting for Amazon not to complain, but they're taking a long time to get the languages figured out. So anyway, that was a tangent. Where was I going with that? Oh, if you watch the movie, there was a scene where I was bawling. I was in the hospital. I had been on pain management for, I think, like 10 days at that point where I was in so much pain There was no removing the pain. There was simply making it as tolerable as possible, but it was horrific. In fact, I would just 
do anything I could just to sleep all day, every day, because I could not handle the pain. I mean, I did, but I, it was so unbearable. And if you watch that scene in the movie, I'm in tears. I'm like, I can barely talk, but I'm talking about how this doesn't change how grateful I am for having cancer. Because I do believe that if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And, you know, I'm saying all this while I am experiencing horrific pain. And so the point is, you can respond with any emotional state so long as you condition it, which is what the daily emotional optimization meditation does. I had conditioned the state of gratitude for so long in my life, for well over a decade, that even in the midst of the most difficult time in my life, it didn't change my state. My emotions were the same. Physically, I was in pain. Emotionally, I was at peace with all of it. I was practicing equanimity as my mindfulness mentor, Juliana Ray, teaches. So that's it. That's my strategy for you in terms of how you can begin to gain freedom from fear. And it's not a long process. Like I said, day one of doing this emotional optimization meditation with the nuance of visualizing the object of your fear while you respond in the optimal emotional state that you choose immediately upon doing that, you could have a fear that has consumed you for years and you realize, wow, I'm in control. I'm in control of whether or not I suffer from fear, from this thing that I am afraid of. I don't have to greet that thing, that thought of that thing with fear. I can greet it with love and patience and peace and optimism and all the things. And then combining that with your affirmations, if you integrate that in your miracle morning every day and you do that, I'm telling you, I'm promising you, but I would really love to hear from you because don't take my word for it. Like I wanna hear what your experience is. So please, in the comments below this podcast or last week's podcast, halelrod.com forward slash 355. That was last week's episode. Today's episode, you can find at halelrod.com forward slash 356. And please leave a comment below or write an, a, a review on iTunes, like whatever, whatever is easier for you. I would love to hear from you how this landed for you. So right off the bat, if you're listening to this now, please leave me a quick comment at halelrod.com forward slash 356 for today's episode. Or if you want to, and if you want to come back and let me know how it works for you after a few days or after a week, I would love to hear that too. I really, you know, anytime you are teaching or sharing something, you're never like, nobody's here. I'm talking to a microphone and a computer, right? I don't, I don't know uh, if this is going to land for you, if it's going to impact you. I, I hope that it does though. I really, really do. That's it. And the next week, we're going to talk about how to make 2021 your best year ever after the blank show that we had in 2020 for a lot of us, right? A lot of people. So maybe you had a great year in 2020. I hope you did. I mean, in a lot of ways, I had one of my best years ever, but it was the most difficult year ever, which seems to be one and the same. I would love to have, <laughs> I think I'd love to have just a best year ever that's just easy and fun and, you know, right? Like not a lot of challenges, but uh, let's shoot for that for 2021. All right, goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, I love you more than you know. I really do. I really appreciate you. I'm grateful that you listened today. And if you um, haven't left a review for the podcast, please do so on iTunes. And if you haven't watched the Miracle Morning movie yet, you can get it on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can rent it or buy it there. And if you don't know, I don't have a link for it, but if you go to Amazon and you just type in Miracle Morning movie, I think it'll come up for you. So love you guys and gals. I will talk to y'all next week when we talk about how to have your best year ever in 2021. Talk to you then. 
Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 